Welcome everyone to Bolts Breakdown with Deandra. And thank you guys so much for listening. We have a great guest this week. Ed Encina from the Tampa Bay Times is here. And he and I are just going to kind of, you know, dive into some of the things that we've seen covering the team, things that we've picked up on and some of the new players that are making an impact and go into a little bit of detail on that new defensive system. But the Lightning are embarking on a four-game road trip right now as we speak, starting with Columbus tonight. And then they have some Atlantic Division opponents coming up this weekend. So Saturday, they'll face Ottawa, followed by a back-to-back with Toronto and Montreal. So you know what? Let's just go ahead and get right into it. So I am really excited uh, today for Bolt's Breakdown. We have Ed Encina on with us today, and, and he covers the Lightning for the Tampa Bay Times. He is in and out of the locker room with the team on a day-to-day basis, um, travels and and knows them as well as you possibly can. Um, so welcome to the show, Ed. I am, I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for having me, Deandra. I appreciate it. Yeah. So kind of want to get into it. I know Lightning fans, um, you know, it's been kind of a bumpy start. To me, it's as expected, you know, a lot of new faces on the team, some key veterans left. You look at guys like Alex Kaloran and Pat Maroon and Corey Perry. Obviously, it's going to make an impact uh, when they left. So at least in my eyes in the last game, and I would say just as the season has gone on, even with the losses, things are kind of starting to sort themselves out a little bit. Um, But I'm curious to know what your view is on this adjustment period as we start the season. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, any, every team, no matter like the, you know, the experience, even one that's once back-to-back Stanley Cups like this one still kind of has to find itself early on in the season. And I think when you combine the fact that, like you mentioned, you know, there, there's been a pretty, you know, dramatic roster overhaul and not, not just the past couple of years, but I think, you know, the last 26 guys that they had in camp here, 13 of them weren't on the roster at this, you know, an opening night last year. And that, that includes a few guys who got called up you know, early on or midway through the season. But, you know, that that's, you know, half the roster for the most part. So I think this is very much a different team than than the one that we've seen um, that the, the won the Stanley Cup or even went to the Stanley Cup final against Colorado. So combine that with um, two other things. One, obviously, you know, the loss of Andre Vasilevsky for the first two months. You know, I think with that, that's going to affect anyone, you know, because you're so used to having him at back there as your safety valve, and all of a sudden you don't. And I think we've seen that in some games that, you know, and, and it's not, it's no disrespect to the guys they have back there. It's just, I think that you get so used sometimes to, you know, Vassy bailing you out that, you know, sometimes, you know, he's not, you look back there and he's not there. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, some slight adjustments that they've made to their defensive, you know, structure that have kind of been focused on keeping the puck to the outside and really kind of protecting the middle part of the ice, which, um, you know, they've, they've done well in, in spurts. You know, I, I know the Toronto game, we saw that, you know, the, the, the comeback there and, and obviously the turnovers, you know, the turnovers is something that's kind of plagued them, you know, really kind of played them throughout last year, you know, until the, the very end. And that's something that just kind of is, you know, when, when you kind of play the way the Lightning do, sometimes you're prone to those. So it's just kind of being aware of that stuff, knowing where you're at and um, not trying to do too much. I know that's cliche, but it really is the mad fact of the matter at the Lightning sometimes it's, they try to push the puck forward too quickly and try to make the pass that's not there. And then all of a sudden it's coming the other way. But I think you combine all those things. Yeah. I mean, 
this has kind of been a really uh, a feeling out kind of process. It's been a little bit of a bumpy road. And I think there's, there's naturally a concern there because um, the division is tougher. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get the quote unquote gimme points that maybe you, you would in the past from some of these other teams um, that have traditionally been at, at the bottom tier of the division. And a lot of teams that they played early on. So I think when you, when you look at those things, um, it's, it's really a, really a work in process, but I think the past couple of games and, you know, really coming out of the Buffalo game midway through, um, we, we've kind of seen uh, some good, uh, some good signs of, of them getting over some of those obstacles and especially, you know, in, in the last game. Yeah, no. And I, I do want to just talk about turnovers too, really quick, because I noticed, and I don't know if you did as well, but um, after the Toronto game, there was so much, and this was more on a national level, talk about Jonas Johansson and Bassi's out and Jonas is in. And of course, you know, this is going to happen, but really what it came down to was turning over the puck for them. And that's kind of been something that's carried over from last season till now, but, um, and you can speak on this as well, but Jonas is very calm on and off the ice. And I I've been really impressed with how he's just kept the same demeanor from before we even knew that Vasi was getting back surgery. He's kind of just stayed the same level. And I think, I think he's doing an awesome job. I mean, he, he, this is a different, you know, it's not really who's in net. It's more of, of turning over the puck and things that they've dealt with from last season to now. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. And that's what Cooper says all the time is, you know, it's, less about who's back there. And obviously when you have Vasilevsky back there, it's different, but, but if they play structurally the right way, they, the way they should in their own end, it really shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the the one game that I think about is the, uh, the Detroit game. It was the second game of the year. They were kind of had a, a a little bit of a layoff between the opener and and the second game, but it, it completely reminded me of a game. The last time that they played in Detroit last year, where Vasilevsky had like 44 saves. He shut them out. He shut out the Red Wings, but the Lightning did not play a very good game defensively. And he was just there for everything. He stood on his head and he he bailed him out. And, you know, Johansson played probably just as good of a game as he can play. And it was a, what, 6-4 loss. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, he's done a really good job and his numbers aren't going to show it. And he's a really he's a really interesting guy because he's had such an interesting path to this point. You know he he was in he was in several teams. He was a, a, a kind of rushed up in, in Buffalo, and he was probably uh, probably there a little bit before he should have been on a bad team. And then that kind of exposes you a little bit. And then he he's been on some other teams. He and I think last year he kind of had a little bit of a of a of a, a growth moment in Colorado. And but still, he, he I mean, this is a guy who I think has 28, 29 NHL starts under his belt coming into this year. So when you think about that and you think about the fact that he is relatively unproven, the fact that, that he is he does play this quiet game that they you know, it's kind of the, the word about is that, you know, he's, he's calm back there, uh, you know, and, and he does. He's done really, really well on shots in front. If, if there's anything that he struggled with, it's actually shots from the outside. And when you can actually like statistically look at, at his, some of his numbers and he's been incredible on shots, like right in the slot, right around the net, high danger shots. And I think there's probably been, and this is maybe the difference between him and Vasilevsky is there's probably been one goal a game, maybe that was probably one that he probably would want back. Mm-hmm. And most goaltenders do that. 
Um, but at the end of the day, like he's been incredible. I don't think anyone probably would have expected this from him. Um, it good on him because, you know, obviously he did not expect this. He did not sign with his team thinking that I think Cooper said this today. He's, he signed thinking he was going to get, you know, 20 games this year, not 20 games in two months. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's really a big, big, big part of, of, of what he's been able to kind of embrace and, and play calm and, and keep them in game. So that's really it. You know I mean? This team is good enough that if your goaltender keeps you in games, like they're going to get you know, two points most nights, more nights than not. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's done really well. He's actually been you know, quite a surprise. I remember t- when I did a story, I, I forget what the story was, but I was, I was talking to Mikhail Sergachev about him after one of the preseason games. And he was like, yeah, you know, he's been really good. And it's kind of surprising because early on in camp, uh, you know, he would, both of them were allowing a lot of goals. <laughs> so He's, I think he's support both of those guys, you know, especially O'Hanson has surprised a lot of these guys. And uh, yeah, it's been for the good. And obviously, no matter what, you need trust in your goaltending, whether it's Vasilevsky or, or, or anyone else. So I think that's a big part of the growth of this team. And the, the more you see it, you see you, you saw him with the shutout last um, last game. And the more you see it, I think the, the more you'll see everyone's kind of confidence in, in, in this whole thing grow. Yeah, I do think uh, the last game and speaking of Sergey, I uh, I know that story that you're talking about that you did. And I, I was talking about it actually in the Carolina game that he seemed to be of and then it could be just because he's so close to Vasilevsky, but Sergey did seem more hesitant than others about Johansson um, starting. And uh, you, you saw in the Carolina game and he was, you know, hugging him after the game. And I really noticed a difference just in the demeanor. Um, and it looks like things are kind of starting to sort themselves out, but yeah, Johansson is, is proving himself and you wouldn't know, you know, when we're in the locker room, you wouldn't know that he only had, I think it was like 27 or 28 NHL starts. You would not know that you would think he's been playing in the league for so long. And um, so, yeah, I've been really impressed with him as well. Um, and in general, the, the demeanor of a goaltender goes so far, you know I mean? Like there, there's no doubt that, you know, Vasilevsky has the, the resume and everything like that, but just the way they can trust him back there mm-hmm. lets them play the way they want to play. And mm-hmm. so, the more trust that they have in, in Johansson over these two months, the more they're going to be able to kind of trust him and, and be able to play the way they want to play. So it, it, it's such a big part. And, you know, there's no doubt that, that, you know, I think you'll ask anyone in that room, is it Vasilevsky is the number one reason why they believe that they can contend for a Stanley Cup every year? You're like st- all the stars aside, he's the number one reason. And so when you lose that, you've got to rebuild it. And I think, you know, steadily, as we've seen, you know, we, we've kind of seen that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, one of the things that we've seen this year, and this comes with just, again, we're going back to a, a new team, a lot of new faces, totally new energy this season. I can't even compare last season to this season at all. Um, but we've seen new guys stepping up that we didn't see as much um, last year. Obviously, Nick Paul, yes, he did play a big a big part of this team, but we're seeing him score this season. He seems really confident. He's stepped up into more of a leadership role and Barry Boule, he scored his second goal on Tuesday night, but um, just wanted to hear a little about a little bit about that. Cause we do see different guys. I think, you know, last year, and especially when you have the same players on the team, you kind of know what to expect, you know, when they're having a, an off game, you know, when they're having a great game and you know, what's coming up next, but these are all new guys. We did, we had to learn their playing style um, and kind of where they fit into roles. So um, just wanted to hear a little bit about that, especially with uh, Barry Boulay. 
Yeah. So, I mean, with, with Paul, he's been, you know, I think, you know, when you, you, like you initially mentioned, you lose so many veteran guys, you know, you lose, you know, Kalorn and Maroon and Perry mm-hmm. and all these guys, you know, I think that, that now you're starting to kind of see this, this next tier of some of these younger guys becoming emerging as leaders. And I think Paul is one of those guys. I think, you know, it's Paul, Sorelli, Hagel, um, Sergachev, those kind of guys, these mid twenties guys who they've invested a lot in their futures. Um, are really kind of becoming leaders. And I think, you know, for Nick Paul, though, it's also the, the, the production. You can only be so good of a leader if you're producing, right? And I think the end of last year was really frustrating for him. I think he went through a 20-some game stretch with either no goals or one goal or something like that. But it was a really long stretch to, towards the end of the season where he really struggled. And I think right away they wanted to get him more involved. And, you know, they in, in the preseason, they tried him out on that first-team uh, you know, power play unit replacing Kalorn. It also tried Anthony Sorelli a little bit there, but but Paul kind of settled in there towards the end of the preseason, and he's really been good. And it's, you know, I've, I've talked to him, uh, you know, a lot about that because that's such an interesting spot there on the net front because you have so you have a lot of different roles. You got to be up, you know, get, you got to clog the net in front. You got to be there for the deflections and the, and the rebounds and the tip ins, but you're also really a distributor, you know, behind the net. So you know, you're kind of facilitating plays and. You know, you, you've got to make sure you get the puck to Kucherov because he's the kind of guy that everything runs through. And, you know, if, if you see, you know, something with Stamkos on the, on the, on the other side, you got to get it to him. So, um, or if you see pointing the bumper. So it's such an interesting, like, spot. It's a, it's a tough job. And Alex Kalorin did it really well for several years. Um, mm-hmm. He's just jumped in there right away. And I think that his seeing that success on the power play has really kind of played into his five-on-five game as well. And, um, you know, we, we've seen that. Uh, you know, some some line switching. I really like the Paul line now. What it what it looks like right now, I think that can be kind of a, a heavy line and kind of a shutdown line as well. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, talk about lines. You know, Bard Boulay. Ever since when I think it was the second period of the Buffalo game when he when Cooper kind of moved some lines around and put Bard Boulay up there with Point and Kucherov. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. been he's been really good. And and it's funny because when, when you talk to Bard Boulay, I remember talking to him earlier in camp, and you know he knew that this was an important year for him. It's six year and six camp with the lightning, 26 years old. He's been up and down. Like this is a year that he's got to show that he can stick. And he knew that. And uh, I think he was a little bit surprised that he didn't make the team out of camp. Um, but then Tyler Mott gets hurt. Opportunity comes about, comes away for him to come back on the team. And then a couple of games later, he gets to jump onto this first line, which is something that they kind of experimented in the past and, and didn't stick. But um this year it has, and you know, just kind of joking around with him, I was asking like, how you how you like playing with those guys? And he's like, I just have so much space, and you know, because those guys draw attention to themselves, and all of a sudden, and you saw the goal uh, on Tuesday night against Carolina, and it was a perfect example of it. Is he's, you know, he kind of runs out of runway, he has a great pass from from I think point, he runs out of runway, sticks with the play, you know kicks it up to the point to Radish, jumps to the, to the front of the net while point is coming around, you know, to the left circle and Kucherov is on the right circle. And it, it almost, if you look at it from above, it's like the C's almost parted and Radish can basically get this slap shot in and Barry below is just right there for the, for the tip. So um, it's a perfect example of it. And, you know, scorers do need to play with other scorers sometimes. And I think the lightning know after all these years that, um, you know, he's, I think they know after all these years that, you know, he's probably not going to be best suited on a, on a checking line or anything like that, that he's got to be with other scores. He's got to be with other skill position players. And he's a guy who's 
he's worked really hard over the years to improve his skating, to improve his strength, the stick. And I think now you're kind of seeing the, the fruits of his labor right now, and especially with those two guys. Now, who knows if it sticks, right? You know, like lines change all the time, and it doesn't take much for you know guys to get broken up. But right now, like it's probably the best situation for for ABB because he's uh, you know he, he's getting the chance to get some looks, he's getting a chance, to, and he's capitalizing on them. And for him, it's about confidence. I really think it's it's like knowing, telling himself that he can stick at this level, and one being able to skate with those guys. Does yeah. that being able to produce with those guys does that and add on the second power play unit that they put them onto, like they put a lot of confidence in it. So, um, and, and then you see, and now you see the results, which is the other part of it. So uh, both of those guys have had really good starts of the year and um, yeah, it's a really good sign for the lightning so far. Yeah. Really good sign to see different guys making big plays. And I know John Cooper was saying kind of like what you were just mentioning on Tuesday night, talking about putting him on that line. He's there because he's talented offensively. So it would not make sense. Like he's not going to be on the penalty kill, nothing, you know? Um, And yeah, it's, it's been cool. And I'm, it's been cool to watch, um, especially going into training camp. Everybody was talking about how this was his last shot to make Mm -hmm. the roster. um, And Kudos to Coop too, because he really sat there and and helped get him in there and gave him a shot, a fair chance. And I, I think about that too with a guy like uh, Jonas Johansson. You know, he's just never really got his shot, and that's another thing that John Cooper was talking about in training camp. Is um, and I think the Lightning are really good at that, finding guys, developing them, giving them a chance, building up their confidence, and then you see them succeed um, with the Lightning. And and they really need that in a salary cap situation like they had this summer and it's it's starting to pay off for them yeah um, they, they have i mean when, when you look at their, their their scouting department probably their scouting department is probably one of the most un, underrated undervalued underreported aspects mm-hmm. of this team but that's what they do you know they get these guys you know whether it was tyler johnson or yanni gord or you know darren radish you know guys like that who you know really didn't have either didn't have opportunities before or you know weren't able to make 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 out of their opportunities in, in the limited time they did. And yeah, that's, that's just kind of what they do. So this is kind of the, the latest range of a Johansson and, 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 and guys like that. And, you know, Barbara Belay, Mikey Isamont's another guy too, you know, who, who really kind of seems like they just kind of found their, their spots here. So it also helps that you're playing around great players too, and you're playing on a winning team, but, um, but yeah, that, that's just kind of what they do. Yeah, not every not every team could could do that. And speaking of Mikey Asmott, um, he's another player that you just see a difference in his confidence. And and granted, yeah, he came in at the trade deadline last season, but I mean, just overwhelming like his the way he carries himself, the way he plays. Um, we I was watching him just sit there and watch film while we were doing interviews in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, he's ready. You know, he wants to to be good and he's so happy to be there. And that's another thing too. A lot of these new guys are just, they're so happy to be in Tampa. Um, so it's been fun to, fun to watch. Um, talking about defense, I want to get your opinion on this too, because they obviously have a new system that they're working and um, curious if you think that that's kind of played into some of the, the bumpiness um, at the beginning of the season that they do have a new system. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not, it's, I, I don't know all the nuances to the system, but it's not, it's not simple. And uh, I think, you know, when, and I, I don't honestly know the last time that they've introduced something like this. So these guys have been used to a different, playing a different way for for quite a while. So 
whether it's the new guys or the old guys, they've all had to kind of, um, you know, get used to it. And I think it's, it's a big part of it too. I mean, cause um, you know, they, they're, they're, I think that the main thing with it is like, they're okay with, you know, giving, giving up shots from the outside, you know, it's just, they can't get beat on the inside with tips and, you know, redirects open ice in the middle and stuff like that. And I think it's more of a, uh, I, I don't want to subscribe it as like a zone kind of yeah. offense, but like, it's, you know, it, it's, it's very, you know, everyone's kind of towards a little bit more towards the middle, um, the forwards playing up a little bit, but, um, but that's, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it no matter what, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to get used to it. Cause also too, you can't really duplicate you know, how, how teams are going to play, you know, and, and, and so they're kind of learning it in real time as we get to what the eight game mark, you know, right now. So, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's definitely, a, definitely again, growing pains for them right now with that. But um, I think the, the, everyone I've talked to about it, um, they're, they're pretty confident that the, the more time they get to do it, the more uh, they'll, they'll be successful with it. And, um, and that and it'll work out. And again, I mean, I think the main things are protecting the middle of the ice, which really, you know, you saw the Toronto game is, you know, goes into the whole part of, you know, the turnovers and what le- what leads to the turnovers and what leads to what what's the result of the turnovers. And, you know, I remember Julian at the end of the year saying that the one thing that they wanted to do was, you know, personnel wise was, you know, get better at protecting leads. And, um, so, and, and obviously that, that goes into get, getting better defensively, but also to not turning the puck over. But I think that's really the crux of, of some of this, you know, defensive structure tweaks or changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and one thing that I, I did want to add to is obviously Braden Point um, scored and yeah, it hasn't been a long time, but for Braden Point, it's been a long time. It took him a little bit to get his first goal. So we'll kind of see, you know, with guys like that too, I feel like when, once they score, once the floodgates open, um, yeah. and I, we saw that with Kalorn, I think it was last season. Um, so we'll see what kind of game Braden Point has, um, but I'm sure he's going to pick up where he left off. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, I feel like we'll have to do this maybe mid season again. Because sure. um, you you're in there all the time, um, in and out, every single day. So you got you got all the all the information. But I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. Anytime.